Hey, Bastards, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors for today's show. If your back is as tight as a high school skater boy's pants from the early 2010s, you should check out Be Well Massage Therapy. Danny will loosen your back up and get you ready to go. Thank you, Danny, for supporting the show. And if you want to support the podcast, feel free to cash app or Venmo at Austin D. Dingman. All proceeds go to help Jonathan eat breakfast in the morning since he's been skipping recently. He calls it intermittent fasting, but we know he just needs some help. So please send your money in to support the show. That allows us to keep the show rolling and feed Jonathan in the morning as he is starving himself. Plus, we got some merch options potentially coming down the line. So if you want to see that happen, support the show. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to the League of Rat Bastards. A fantasy football podcast, the only podcast where you can follow along with a group of college buddies as they attempt to take each other head on for the title of champion. If we learned anything over the last six years, it's to never trust a trade from Jonathan. Amen. I'm your host, Braxton McKenzie, along with co-hosts Austin Dingman and Jonathan Crabtree. How are you guys doing? We got a, we got a nice day today. Uh, we got lot, plenty to talk about. It's been a weird waiver wire. Um, yeah, some good games to recap from week six. Uh, Josiah is uh, joining us on the show. The old uh, intern. The intern, baby. Welcome. The intern Josiah. at your service. The intern yeah. is at your service. Let me know what your coffee order is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're going to give him a warm welcome here. I think Joe's got lots to talk about. And he's got a, he's got a tough week this week. Yeah. And he's he coming off a devastating a, loss, too. A devast- yeah, devastating loss. And, um, and there's, a, there's a lot to talk about and unpack, you know, kind of what he's got going on. Yeah, let's get right into it, guys. Um, why don't we just start? I want to start here, Josiah, just even kind of coming off that week, uh, coming off that loss. Big oof. Yeah, big oof. Yeah, this this loss uh, against Big Schmaz was not easy to swallow. Being uh, two and three, really needed a win this week to even, I don't know, to be three and three is like, okay, 500, I got a playoff shot. And... Uh, there was a chance. There was some hope going into that Monday night game. Titans. Uh, I had A.J. Brown, and then I also had the Bills defense. And Ozzy was donezo. So all I could do was score points. <clears throat> Getting down to the wire there, A.J. Brown started to get a bunch of catches. We were stoked. I was actually sitting next to Jonathan, kind of freaking out on the couch every time he got a catch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we and got down only, to the- You only down, like, what, 19 points going into this? Yeah, uh, going down nineteen from yeah Brown down nineteen Buff. points. All I needed was a good touchdown from AJ Brown or the Bills defense to go off. Um, yeah, so it started getting down to the wire, and with about I was about four points down from Ozzy when the uh, the Titans kicked off to the Bills toward the end of the fourth quarter. They had just gone up with another freaking Derrick Henry touchdown. Uh, and I sat there on the couch and I was yelling. I was like, just return it for a touchdown. Just return it for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, little Bills player reeving through. Bro. He finished score. He's going to score. I jumped off the couch. And as soon as I did, boom, yellow flag comes in, holding number nine, Bills return team, no touchdown, called back. Great holding call. Great, great holding call. Yeah, totally <laughs> a great holding call. You could tell it was clear holding. It totally helped the play, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. You could totally tell that he wouldn't have scored unless, you know, there was a hold. So, yeah, we weren't raging or anything. Uh, and the best part was right after that, Ozzy called 
Jonathan and was like, oh, so what's going on in my matchup? Am I even winning right now? And it was the most frustrating and funniest thing all at the same time. So we took an L and we're, uh, you know, we're still recovering. That's okay, Joe. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just telling Joe, I'm sorry for your loss and uh, I'm sorry for your loss this week. Yeah, it ain't happening. I'm winning. I, I'm I just think that's the most frustrating part, too, is that with the holding. Uh, it just, like, you didn't really seem like you had, like, much of a shot. But then, you know, because A.J. Brown did have a decent game. And, you know, especially as, you know, late in the game when, you know, he had that return, it just almost seemed like there was a miracle happening for Joe and it was going to actually finish off the right way. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> um, I just, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan, do you have any thoughts since you were sitting there with Joe during that entire time? Oh, it, it looked like, so the first half, A.J. Brown was just not involved. You know, he had food poisoning basically the whole 48 hours leading up into the game, so he was a little sluggish. So the first half, I think Joe was, it had kind of resigned himself to, like, defeat in a way. It's like, it just, he's not looking good. The Bills' defense is getting trampled. Like, I probably don't have this. But then in the second half, they started targeting A.J. Brown, you know, just kind of dinking and ducking down the field. Uh he definitely looked slower and less explosive than usual. Um, but nonetheless, they're still getting in the ball. And so like slowly, but surely he started chipping away at that lead. Uh, and so like with two minutes left, Josiah was like, I like, I think I have this. If AJ Brown scores a touchdown, like he said, like he would win. Uh, or, and, and like this game should have gone into overtime, which uh, you know, if the Titans win the toss, hit up AJ Brown for a few more deep completions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it looked honestly like Josiah was going to pull it out, and so for it to end the way it did with Josh Allen going for it on fourth down when they could have kicked the field goal to tie. So stupid, bro. Oh man, it was. Brutal. I actually, hit, <coughs> well, I was recording Josiah as the game ended, so I'll see if we can clip it out a little bit and put it on Instagram. Oh, that'd be oh great. We, we would love that. We would got to show our, our uh, all of our listeners. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And I think the the most frustrating part though was that you were down by like five and a half points when he had that kick return, and you know that would have just put you just over enough, you know, yep. to to seal mm-hmm. off a victory. You know that that is a hundred percent, yeah, the most frustrating part. Yep, but, it just was a dagger. And then and then like Jonathan said, like okay, well at least the game's gonna go into OT. Nope. Bill's OC mm-hmm. says, let's go for it with Josh Allen on fourth down. Oh you know what? Gosh. I actually, I will support that call though. You know, why would you, why would you lean on your kicker? Like you've seen everyone do that. Cause they're at like know, the for... five yard line. <laughs> it's the easiest kick ever. But also if he uh, gets it, gets the first down and they score a touchdown, they win the game. They don't have to go over. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I, I support it. I mean, I support the call of going for it. Um, Especially against the Titans' defense, like they probably could have got through there. I mean, you're talking about you know, you, you have a quarterback that's six five, two hundred forty five pounds. I mean, you know, sometimes I mean, sometimes it doesn't work, you know. But eighty percent of the time, eighty percent. I mean, I'd say eighty percent of the time that uh, that's working. But yeah, um, kind of moving on from that a little bit. Uh, Marshall, uh, the game of Marshall and Devin. I mean, that was another one where Devin he looked like he had a – he was definitely slated up to win um, to yeah, win Marshall that matchup. Down, like, and then 40 points or whatever. 
Yeah, and Derrick Henry came in with a 41.5-point performance. And Tyler Bass and, with 13 points. Like, that's helpful. 13 is a helpful number of points. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, but it ended up not even being close. Um, I mean, just with that with that Derrick Henry performance, that, that was unbelievable. I, I honestly, I can't know if I can't remember if I can remember such a dominant fantasy player, you know that he's that he's done this year. I mean, can you guys remember anything? Well, I mean, Chris McCaffrey, Todd Gurley. The I, McCaffrey was. I mean, I mean, there's in there's usually most years there's one guy, and this year it, it certainly seems like Derrick Henry is the, the guy. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Henry last year when I had him. He had more bust games than what he's having now, but. He was still solid last year. I know, but now he's got he's got like three games though, you know, over like forty. One thing totally. that'll be interesting to look at is so the Tennessee offense has a point five pass to touchdown ratio. So essentially they're rushing for twice as many uh touchdowns as they are passing. So Derrick Henry's been involved in the screen game a little bit more, so it could be that he doesn't see a drop off, but you know, if we think about kind of returning to the average or returning to the mean, Ryan Tannehill should start seeing a little bit more of an uptick in scoring. Um, again, like I said, that could be through screen passes to Derrick Henry, so he may not even falter off. But it will be interesting to watch that defense moving forward to see, like, okay, do they stick with the rush and just kind of, like, really separate themselves from the league average, or do they have a little bit – of a regression to the mean. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what that'll play out like. I think it's more of a defense, you know, there you're just at this point, I think defenses are going to have to put another guy in the box. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't expect, uh, you can't expect to play a normal set defense against Derrick Henry. It, it it just doesn't work. He's, he's a different player. Um, You can look at him and (laughs) it's not hard to tell, but I think you could be right. You might see him, you know, you might see him picking up a little bit, or you know, or Tannehill, because play action is going to work like a dream, you know, for the rest of the season. So, Jonathan, uh, you and I ended up being our one, under one hundred game, um, <laughs> which was, is unfortunate. Uh, you suck. I know. What did you realize that we were the top? We were the top two scorers going into that game. Yeah. It's... Uh... Are we still the top two scorers? I think it's close. Um, I'll I'll look up real quick. Yeah, yeah that was a. Uh, I was kind of shocked to see you guys go for under hundred, especially you know when you got players like Eckler, uh, Braxton. I know Eckler just flopped on me though. He just didn't produce anything. But hey, great pickup with Seals Jones, rolling in at, you know, almost fourteen points. And I'm in shock with Jonathan, too. I guess, you know, Mike Williams finally had another one of those flop games that just, like, maybe defenses are starting to figure him out. And, you know, this is his second flop. You know, week four was 1.6, and week six is 3.7. So, mm-hmm. hopefully we don't continue to see that. Well, actually, maybe, hopefully we do continue to see that. Yeah, we really hope Jonathan. so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jonathan's got – he's got a decent little bench to pull from if he needs to. Uh, but, yeah, Justin Jefferson didn't do great. Looks like you know, Cup is always just gonna freaking yeah. Eat, so I mean that's kind of the difference. Is Cooper Cup there, which is helpful. Uh, yeah, I think if Crabtree uh, didn't have his players that scored more than you, Braxton, he would have lost. 
That is, that is hard-hitting analysis. The, That's what they come to the podcast for. That's the, right. the Jalen Waddle uh, bench, 24 on the bench. That one Oof. that one hurt. Um, but, I don't, you know, it's, it's just tough. Rugs. That, Rugs was 17. And, and Rugs had a great game, too. I mean, man, I thought I was just I thought Higgins was just prime for a big one, um, being at Detroit. But I, I think moving forward, though, with all that action that Chase has got, I think that uh, coverage will start kind of moving on him a little bit, and he'll he'll have a more more you know I think more fantasy opening and a draw to him. Um, uh, just a quick update. So uh, I am still the number one scorer in the league. Braxton has just barely dropped to third. Uh, Marshall surpassed him by seven points this week. And you know what? Marshall will probably surpass him by another 40 points next week when Henry goes off. Yeah, no, no kidding. I'm glad that I was, I was looking at the schedule. I'm glad that I've already played Marshall. I've already got Derrick Henry out of the way. Uh, so barring a trade, I should not have to see Derrick Henry again <laughs> into the into the playoffs at least. You're speaking yeah, my language say- now, Rax. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, Marshall, when I played Marshall week two, he absolutely slaughtered me. 160 to 82. That was bad. Henry got 51 points, so. Oof. Anyways, we're excited uh, about Ding's win against Ty. He needed that to move yep. forward. Um, not much to say about there besides, you know, Ty still scored 100 points, but, like, I guess I just – I ended up being the better team this week. I mean – so here's the thing. What I'm looking at is you've rattled off now 146 points in week five, and in week six you lit it up for 120, uh, 124 or 27. Are you guys binding right now? Not this week. At two and at, you're saying at, at two and four, he is. I'd say he's arguably the hottest fantasy player behind Ozzy right now, and. He has a very favorable matchup against you this week, Josiah. I think, <laughs> I think I'm I'm buying I'm buying Dingman for sure all day long, um, and especially the, when you kind of look at his players. I think uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, he's really came into his own this year, and uh, he's racking up points. He looks like he's staying relatively healthy, um, but especially when Russell Wilson gets back, um, that D, DK Metcalf. I think you're gonna yeah, gonna see a lot more improvement from him too. Crabtree, any thoughts? You I mean you have a solid team. Um I'm I'm curious to see. Are you starting Alex Collins this week? Um, well it's tough to say with Rashad Penny potentially coming back and Alex Collins fighting an injury. Yeah. So I currently don't have him in. I've got, you know, Patterson and Obraham, you know, DeAndre Swift. <clears throat> and then I probably would have started uh Damian Williams over him if he's healthy. It's hard to say. So I actually threw Tim Patrick in, my right receiver, and then Sterling Shepard sitting in my flex. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't trust a lot of those players. Sterling Shepard, I just don't trust the Giants' offense. Um, Tim Patrick, I mean, he's averaged between ten and a half and eleven and a half points for like three or four weeks straight. So sounds like steadiness uh, to me. He's like six yeah. weeks straight almost. I think he's got. He said one week. Week four was 5.4 points. Everything else was 11 or 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you can just count on him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Cordero Patterson this year is just the one who's a bit of an anomaly, it seems. I mean, 
he's doing well. You can't take that away from him. But for someone who's been in the league for ten years, to have mm-hmm. it like to have a tenth year resurgence is questionable. Um, so either he's on PEDs or uh, <laughs> this is a flash in the pan thing that's going to kind of fizzle out in the next few weeks. So I don't know. I'm really curious to see how it goes. I don't have a ton of confidence. Um, would I like him on my team? Sure. Would I give up much to trade for him? No, just because I, I don't see it lasting through playoffs. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. I think you'll I think you'll pull out the the win this week against Josiah. Um but do I think you're going to be a superpower down the line? Uh no. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I could totally eat my words as the season goes along. I think he's going to be eating words. <laughs> Have we learned anything from when Braxton makes a call on the podcast? It typically happens to be the opposite. And so I'm hoping that has transferred over to Jonathan and that I am a force to be reckoned with moving forward. And uh, you guys should all watch out for Ding moving forward. I think I think you're legit. But... I will say this. I have played the waivers decently well. So picking up people like Alex Collins, he helped me with my win last week. Um, you know, he's not a – start all the time player, you know, Chris Carson will be back. Rashad Penny is coming back at some point. Um, I'm hoping the Ramondre Stevenson pickup pays off and I can use him, but a new England running back always te- tends to scare me a little bit. So, uh, I, th- I think that, I think that Collins pickup though is going to be actually a, a lasting pickup for you. Um, I mean, I think Carson will make it, make his way back, but for me, from like what I've been reading into, that neck injury is going to be like a season-long, like you know, injury or just kind of a nagging injury. And so, I, I think Collins is a is a guy that you definitely want to just roster, you know, probably all the way out the season. So, but um, yeah, to wrap it up um, uh, for last week, Ozzy cruises to five and one. Um, no one should be shocked over that anymore. Uh, yeah, like we mentioned, Joe goes to two and four. Big week coming up for Josiah and uh, and Ding. But, um, if you guys want to, okay, we'll get into the waiver wire. Um, kind of a weird, like I was saying, weird week for the waiver wire. Um, not you know, not more as there was just like you know crazy injuries um, like we've seen um, you know the last few weeks, but just you know the bipocalypse. Um, that we're kind of ha- all having to face and the shortage of running backs. What, uh, what stood out to you guys on the, on the waiver wire this week? I think we can, I think we can all come out and say that Cody's 50 point, uh, uh, blow up. Yeah. Or $50 blow up on, uh, McKissick and, <laughs> um, uh, and, and yeah, Darrenist, uh, Johnson, you know, threw a wrench in everyone's <laughs> plans, but, uh, um, uh, what were you guys thinking? What were your guys' initial thoughts when you guys saw that, actually? Personally, I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's 0-6, and, and he's probably thinking, I'm not making it to the championship. <clears throat> Maybe this will help my team this week. But also, if I can stop people from getting them and mm-hmm. throw a wrench in their playoff mm-hmm. goals, like, why not? So, mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't shoot him in the foot. Maybe it helps us all going forward well not not me because i got five dollars left but other people hitting the waivers in the future <laughs> if something big comes up don't have someone like that to 
to throw a wrench. It's it handicaps him moving forward to make those same moves. So I mean, he's got zero dollars now, so he can't outbid <laughs> anyone. Uh, so yeah, it, it was just it's interesting. Uh, Dearness Johnson. I mean, I think I put in a five dollar bid. Uh, and you know, I I could definitely use a running back this week. Uh, I've got both my backups in, I believe. Or no, I've got Kamara back in. Um, but you know, I'm playing Javante Williams, who has you know, I can probably get eight or nine points out of him. But uh, Dearness Johnson is going to be playing in Denver, who's a good a good run defense. Mm-hmm. Um. With his starting left tackle, right tackle, quarterback, uh, I think someone else on offense. Jarvis Landry should be back. But there's just all these people who are out who are pretty critical to uh, setting up the run game. So a third string running back against Denver with a bunch of key pieces out. I don't know. Big yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. So – $50 $50 for that for a one week rental until Nick Chubb comes back next week. Cause I mean, he was kind of questionable to play even this game on a short week. Yeah. So yeah, $50 for a one week of a guy who probably is going to get you a dozen points. Is, uh, I guess it could be worth it though. He could be a long-term. Pickup. Uh, yeah. I did really like McKissick. Yeah. McKissick. I think, yeah, I think McKissick was the, was the more? I mean, I mean, honestly, I think most people were going to go out and spend more money on Ernest Johnson, but like you said, I think it's a little bit. There's a little bit of an overreaction on him, uh, just because it is. Yeah, it's it's a one week rental. It could could slide into two, um, just of the way that they use their running backs, and you know, for Chubb coming off an injury. But I mean, I still think that you know, you look at McKissick's role. Uh, in that Washington offense, we've seen it now for two years. I mean, he gets his snaps and he catches passes, uh, and he does find the end zone on occasion. Um, but you know, when you add uh, Gibson's injury in, uh, into the mix, it totally think changes things or changes everything. Um, and it's more of a you know, for the length of the season, um, it's definitely more of a I think a an investment uh, that you'll actually get you know more for your dollar. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think moving on to another pickup, uh, Braxton, I don't think you like this, but I, I'm for it. Um, it is $5 on Tannehill from Colton. I think Really? Just yeah. for – because he, he needs a quarterback for this week just to stream. And, you know, you might think, oh, Kansas City, they're a, they're a great team. Like, who would ever play anything against Kansas City? Kansas City is averaging 25.6 fantasy points to the quarterback position. Yeah, they've given up 153.7 points the whole season. And I think what you are saying earlier, Jonathan, you know, about Tennessee with Tannehill and um, Derrick Henry, I think I think you could see Ryan Tannehill have a, a decent game this week. And he is probably my quarterback stream of the week uh, just for this week going into the Bipocalypse. Hmm. So I feel, I feel good about his Tannehill pick. I mean, I'd say for this week it, it might not be – like an awful – I just think more of a, like a moving forward kind of thing. But, I mean, he's got Dak Prescott as his main quarterback, so he just needs a this-week pickup. Yeah, I totally agree. But I don't know if he needs to spend the $5, but 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I don't think anyone else really put a, a bid on him. No. But you never know going in. It, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's know never going in. He's given up that many points, and with yeah. this many people on by, like, you're going to need a quarterback. Joe, you got any thoughts? Yeah, in terms of Ryan Tannehill, I actually started the season with him, and he let me down every single week. So, dude, what's tough thing is even like what you were saying about the Chiefs D being letting a lot, of, a lot of points go to the quarterback and wide receivers and stuff like that. Tannehill's already had a couple matchups with defenses like that and still has underperformed. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're, if Colton's streaming a quarterback, you know, Sure, he's probably not a terrible pickup. There's a chance that he does great. Um, I mean, you know, Tannehill scored 20 points against Indianapolis. That's solid for that's a quarterback true. of Tannehill's production. I think, too, with Kansas City, Kansas City will score a lot of points, and I think Tennessee's going to be forced to throw the ball. Tennessee's never forced to throw the ball. If they're down, they just <laughs> still hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Like, yeah, there honestly. is none. Yeah, I agree. So I mean I mean five dollars is not fifty dollars. So I'm not sitting here like that was stupid. But yeah. I definitely think it could have been cheaper. I don't know. It's he's streaming a quarterback, so I'm like, I'm not gonna give him too much grief. I think the one I'm more worried about and curious to see how this pans out is Ty dropping Corey Davis and adding Matt Ryan is really interesting to me. I think there's a lot of things that Ty did this week that were <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> you also yeah. gonna look at who Ty has – I think Ty almost has more people on by this week than he can start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's a, Ty has it even worse than me, and that's saying something this week for Bipocalypse. But the the Corey Davis drop is, is pretty tough, actually. And not that he's, you know, Tyreek Hill or anything, but to, to drop Corey Davis to pick up Matt Ryan, who has done, like, nothing <laughs> all year well, – who- who else do you drop on his team? Zach Moss? Maybe. George Kittle, I, who's on IR? No. I mean, yeah, it might. Ha- it just sucks. Like, it's honestly just a sucky position for him. So, I'm not saying there was a better a better option, but I am just, like, I am bummed. I guess I'm bummed for him. Maybe it's the better way to put it. That, like, he had to drop Corey Davis to pick up Matt Ryan. Like, that sucks. Yeah, so. he's he's in a tough spot, and we can roast him as much as we want. Um, it's really, I mean, you look at his team; it's not he doesn't have a bad team. And in the same realm is uh, Ding picking up Dustin Hopkins, <laughs> who then got cut a few hours later. Um, yeah, well, I and in exchange him up. for that, he dropped Kenny Galladay. Well, yeah, because I I see more value in Greg Zerline right now over Kenny Galladay. And plus, I have Sterling Shepard, who is – so I don't want two wide receivers, and I just don't think anyone in our league was going to accept a trade for Galladay if we're going to be straight up. And still, yeah. no I mean, one is no going to pick him, him up. up. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it was worthwhile. The thing that sucks about the uh, Dustin Hopkins pickup, I picked him up, and no kidding, five minutes later, I got a notification saying that Washington dropped him. <laughs> I was like, well, so, so I dropped him, and then Marshall goes and picks him up after he's been dropped. Uh, just some, I'm looking at some other yeah, pickups here. Um, you know, it's kind of, I thought it was interesting to see Devin add Khalif Raymond and drop LaVisca Chenault. You know, that, that's kind of an intriguing one to me. Um, but there was, because it was this year, because there was some injuries kind of going on. Um, in that uh, Detroit receiver room. But 
I, I don't know. I kind of think what you're getting from Levis I think there's a lot of chemistry that you can build up with Trevor Lawrence, and I was surprised to see that. Uh, I don't know. He could have dropped. He could have dropped Saquon Barkley. I don't know why. He didn't. <laughs> um. Okay. Something I wanted to look at too is was okay. Jonathan, uh, the five dollar pickup for Robert Tanyan. Mm-hmm. I I just want to want to kind of want to hear your um your analysis on that. Oh, nothing crazy. I mean, so Dawson Knox is out with a hand injury, plus being on by this week. Um, you know, and so looking when you're looking for tight end. Uh, unless you've got Kelsey Waller, um, Kittle when he's not injured, uh, you know, I mean, you, you kind of scrape in the bottom of the barrel a lot of the time. And so for five bucks, um, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Robert Sunyan last year finished the tight end five or something like that. And that was on the back of a ton of touchdowns. Um, and touchdowns are not something you can count on. However, uh, it's nice to know that they're a possibility in that Aaron Rodgers offense. Um, so it's basically just a dart throw saying he's somebody who I could see coming away with two touchdowns this week, you know. And if your tight end gets that, you, it, it's honestly pretty tough to lose just because the person you're going up against maybe got five points out of that position. Um so I think Tanya offers me, uh, you know, a three to five point floor, which is any tight end off the waiver wire. But his upside, I mean, you could I could see him getting 20, 25 points, you know, yeah. if something crazy happens. So that's kind of what I was thinking versus the other guy that I was interested in was Zach Ertz, uh, who just got traded. I think he'll probably have a slightly higher floor. Like, I could see him getting seven points. Um, but I, I don't see him having a blow-up week with Tyler Murray, like, right after he's traded. You know, the chemistry's not there. Um, and Aaron Rodgers speaks very highly about Robert Tunyon, so. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and Robert Tunyon's past four weeks with a cumulative total of 6.2 points, that's really promising. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he's just due. He's ready to go off. Oh, no, I was kind of thing, like, what you had to say about, uh, I mean, I think about Robert Tanyan on that offense um, and the chemistry that, you know, he's had with Aaron Rodgers. But I'm surprised that you used $5 to pick him up. Um, like, you were, you were afraid that somebody was going to grab him. Um, that's what really <laughs> I was, get I, get I, I was more concerned. Hey, I yeah, actually put I put talked around that. No, I put four dollars down, Jonathan. So make sure every time you want to pick up somebody that sucks, you put five bucks in, okay? <laughs> well do. I think that about covers it for uh yeah. wired. So unless you want to talk about Ty's six dollar pickup of the Panthers. Yeah, the Ty the six dollar <laughs> pickup. That was definitely the, the one that I hated. Um probably because you weren't able to get them yourself. No, mm. I was not Got bidding him. on them. I bid uh I bid on the um the New England defense and the Jamar swooped him up and he outbid me about by $2. So clap for Jamar. Um, but the six, I don't know the six are, I didn't, wasn't a huge fan of it. I just think you shouldn't spend that much money on defenses, but Hey, who am I, uh, who am I to judge, I guess on that one. So I do have one more question before we mm-hmm. move into matchups, Joe, can you explain to me your thought process in playing the Jets' defense this week against New England? 
Dude, honestly, the only the only thought is there is some decent players on the Jets defense going up against the rookie Mac Jones. I'm honestly just trying to milk a couple interceptions. Like that's it. I that's like all I had for streaming options. So that's I don't it. think it's I don't think it's actually like that horrible. I mean, I think everyone connects the Jets, you know, as being a, a terrible team, but I think it's really yeah, it's just kind of more on the offensive end. Um, and I think that Mac Jones would be playing a lot more loose and he won't be as careful with the ball because he doesn't have to be. And, you know, I think that we could say he'll, I think he'll throw a couple picks and that offense won't be, you know, as playing as sharp as, you know, they had in the past. Yep. So, I mean, you look at the way he played in that Houston game, you know, they came back and won, but oh, three, the first three quarters in that game, he was miserable. Yeah. Um, you know, they couldn't move the ball and, you know, they were sloppy with it. And so yeah. I, I actually, I, I, I see the strategy on that one. And, I, and it's a I rivalry it's game. Bad at all. It's a rivalry game too. And so I'm like, the Jets want to show out. And if they're going to show out, it's going to be on the defensive end because their offense is garbage. So it's like, I don't know. It's really, it's just a stream scoping for a couple points. So, yeah. Hey, I didn't spend six bucks on them. So you didn't spend six bucks. That's why I'm can't, not going to rush Can't complain. It. Can't complain. Yeah. That is true. So, well, let's move into uh, yeah to the week seven matchups. Um, Ty, so Ty, Joe, and Colton, um, plus yeah, with kind of his injuries, and then Jonathan, uh, all are going to be I think suffering the most uh, when it comes to bye weeks. Um, there's you know it is I mean this is a tough one uh, for all those guys, kind of like we mentioned with with Ty. He's, you know, he has almost more guys that are in buy than he does even like startable players. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, Joe, like you're out with like a lot of your top dogs. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah, uh, Colton. I mean, Colton's running back room right now is I, I feel so bad for him. Actually, last that's something I guess we didn't really cover as much, but you know, he has, you know, he has like all of his running backs. Uh, you know, pretty much out for the most part with McCaffrey, Clyde uh, uh, Edwards-Hilaire, and Kareem Hunt. Um, all three all, on IR. All on the IR. I know Jeez. it. Um, and then he has the Prescott and Lamb uh, stacked there uh, on, 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 on bye, you know. And so um, he, he's, he's got a tough week. And, um, you know, with Devin – uh, and you know Devin's team. You know, I think a couple of weeks ago you were kind of looking at it, and it didn't look as attractive. But it slowly is, you know, is is looked uh, is starting to shape up a little bit more. And speaking of Devin's team, there is a player that I would love to talk about. Uh, is Miles Sanders? Um, are you guys? What do you What do you guys think Devin should do? Uh, with Miles Sanders kind of moving forward, I think you know you have a guy that's been uh something that I kind of want to talk about. He's been, gosh, he's been like leading. I think it was in like yards per yards per rush. Um, he he's and he's a he's a real talented running back, and he's um, he doesn't just really get too much involved in that offense, especially when they get down to the goal line. Um, has no touchdown opportunities, um, but he's he's a guy that people are really expecting to heat up um, here, kind of in the second half of the season. What do you what are you guys thinking on Miles Sanders? I, I like him a lot, actually. Um, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's been disappointed with the usage. Um, but one thing that you have to keep in mind is that, you know, Nick Sirianni is the new head coach there. And a lot of the time it just takes 
a while for that offense to start developing and clicking. Um, and so, you know, the hope would be that Nick Sirianni isn't just an idiot and can <laughs> see what's happening on the field, sees that Miles Sanders is honestly maybe his best player um, on the team and starts getting him involved, gets him involved in the screen game, gets involved in little Texas dig routes. Uh, I just, his usage has been just infuriating because he looks so good, but he's getting five Mm -hmm. touches a game. Um, So from a a fantasy standpoint right now, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him, but I'd love to have him on my bench until um, he starts to show something, just kind of betting on the Eagles kind of figuring it out. So is yeah. this is this Jonathan kind of talking him down a little bit so Devin's willing to trade him? Yes. Yeah, that sounds a lot like it. I feel like I just <laughs> talked him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not that good. You know, maybe I want him on my bench for a while, so Devin probably shouldn't start him. Maybe send him I my mean, way so I can watch him and then I'll play him. He's a running back averaging 8.4 points a game. Yeah, let me Does send anybody you anybody want to start him? Let me, let me send you Montgomery, who's on the IR. That's... That's a fair trade. Look, you guys well, are goofing. No, I'm <laughs> not cold. goofing one bit. I think that I think I think that's a that's a snake right there. I think it's a kind of a snaky move. But I, I don't know. I actually really like Miles Sanders. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna explode. Um, and uh, he's gonna yeah, he's gonna be an asset for Dev. But I think it's gonna happen. You know, kind of right as the Daryl Williams um, pickup is gonna start tapering off when. There, uh, they get some health there. So I, I think I think there's things to like for Dev, um, like with his team moving forward. So, but uh, just kind of going through over, you know, my pick for the no way in hell you're gonna win this week. I I think it's almost too easy um, to pick, you know, Dingman over Josiah uh, in this matchup just for based off you know the way that the buy shaping up for Joe, and as well uh, in addition to the then the Cody. Uh, the Cody against uh, Ty. I think it's almost too easy to you know pick those two. Um, but I want to say I want to kind of we're going back to Devin's team. He's in my he's my he's gonna be my winner this week. I think Colton. There's no chance in hell that um, he picks up a win. Uh, he's got Lamar. Ja- Devin's got Lamar Jackson against uh, Cincinnati. They're at home uh, in a divisional game, they're going to be primed up, ready to go. And I think Damian Harris at the jets, I think they're going to run the ball, um, a lot in that one. So I think he's going to have, yeah, quite the day with his running backs there, him and Darrell Williams. Um, and then Devin, he, uh, improves to five and two and, uh, he firmly established himself in the playoff race. Yeah. I'm hoping for a Devin win as well. Would really love for Colton to lose to, uh, I mean, but just... for your stake though, they're both four and two. That's true. That's true. So either one can lose, and I'm going to be happy because I just need some of these four and two teams to uh, start taking L's so I can get my way to the championship. Yeah, um, big Aussie fan. That's right. Let's go, Aussie. Aussie, take on uh, take on Jonathan. You could uh, hey. give him the L this week. That would be wonderful. It's just so hard to, like, say that, Jonathan, there's no way in hell you're winning because you have Cooper Cup, like – Mm-hmm. That looks great, and Alvin Kamara and Kyler Murray; those three alone, just like n- no matter how bad the rest of your team looks, because let's be honest, the rest of your team does not look that great. Yeah. You still look good. 
and you're still projected 112 points. Like, just those three alone are going to carry your team. Well, yeah, you look at Murray. Murray playing Houston, and that's Kamara at Seattle. I mean, in Cup against Detroit, and you know that Stafford's going to, you know, he wants to show up against his old team. Oh, yeah. I I think they're going to – he could have a huge week. Totally. I told you. I'm still rooting for Ozzy, but, Jonathan, I'm not saying there's no way in hell you're winning. I'm with you, Braxton. I don't want to go with the obvious ones. I think I'm going to say Jamar. I think even if Marshall doesn't put a quarterback in right now, I still think, Jamar, there's no way in hell you're winning. I think Derrick Henry is going to devour Kansas City. Um, and that's really all you need to know. Like, Kyle Lockett could get zero points, and Derrick Henry's still just going to eat. And I'm going to give it to Marshall this uh this Jamar's week. Jamar's team is just so hard to bet against just because with Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Jonathan Taylor, they're just two home run hitters. And yeah. it's like, man, either of those guys could put up thirty five on you. Totally. You know? Especially against so, Washington. Washington yeah. lets up the most points for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm I'm giving it to Marshall. Giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's an interesting pick. Uh, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to – my – okay, so this is interesting. You kind of have to take this with a grain of salt for a second, but I'm giving my no way in hell to Cheeseman. And this isn't just because of his current lineup, which I don't know. I feel like all of us were super into fantasy, so as soon as Tuesday comes, boom, my lineup's set. I'm looking at everything. He still has Josh Allen in who's on by. Uh, he still has Rodrigo Blankenship in, who's on IR. So he hasn't changed his lineup. So he's only projected 76 points. So that's not what I'm uh, basing it off of. I just think I think even with who he might pick up uh, as quarterback, I think not going to help him. He, you know, He's got Matthew Stafford down there on his bench. That's who he's going to play. Like we were just saying, he could eat this week against old Detroit. But you look at the rest of his team, Gibson, injured. I don't think he's going to do – I don't think he's going to go off like we want him to. I think McKissick is going to take a surprise amount of his touches this week. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Dude, I think yeah. you, who might have a low week this week is also Mike Evans. Um, he's one of those guys where it's kind of boom or bust anyways with how many weapons they have over there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Just looking at his team, I don't think – there's a way he can beat Braxton this week. The only way, Brax, that I think you would lose is if any of your questionable guys actually don't play. So, like, if Tyreek, who didn't practice yeah. yesterday, if he actually doesn't play, yeah, then, then yeah, you might take an L. But if all of those guys are good to go and fired up, then I'm giving Cheeseman my no way in hell this week. We'd Sorry, love to geez. see Braxton lose. I think, that's the first, lose I think that's the first time that – you guys have picked the a uh, no way in hell uh, the the guy I'm playing against this this year so far. That's the first like that time I think I've gotten your team. Yeah, well, I'm four and two, Jonathan. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, my sub 100 game of the week. Um, it's a bit of low hanging fruit, but sometimes that's just the way the matchup presents itself. Uh, so this week it's Ty versus Cody. Um, Ty has a great team. However, they're all on by this week. So uh, he's got backups on backups on backups. 
looking at it, I could see Antonio Brown and Debo Samuel being people who would threaten for double digits. Everyone else, I'm like, I could see you getting single digits here. So um, Ty's going to have a rough week. And then Cody's team, I mean, he's 0-6. It's not looking good for him. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, he got Ernest Johnson, though. He did get Dearness Johnson. So I would probably yeah, play McKissick over Johnson, honestly. Oh, I hundred percent would. Um and even Josh Jacobs yeah. against the Philadelphia front front uh seven. Like that's they've they've got a, a tough running de- defense. Um so yeah, I mean his wide receivers are always a threat to go off. Um but just his team as a whole, I could see him scoring under a hundred this week. I think it's a hot possible. take, but that, that, yeah, I think it's real possible that it happens. I was actually looking at Ty's roster, or, you know, for who he's playing this week. I think his, my favorite player that he has is Matt Prater against Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think the Panthers D could, could do well against the Giants, though. You could see some, some points coming from them. You yeah, Maybe 10 points or whatever. It'll be an interesting week. Yeah. Interesting week to see what's going on with the uh, with yep. all the buys and how people yeah. will turn out. Like this could be a big week for our league just in general, like moving forward and could help set the stage for who's going to playoffs, who's not, and I think so. You know, especially, you know, when you look at the league right now and you know, you get the standings. We have you know, we have five teams that are four and two. You know, I was just thinking about like, you know, you look at a win. Uh, a win this week that moves you to five and two and a loss at four and three. And, you know, I, I know that's, it's simple math, but I, I think that that just, it just sounds so much, one sounds so much better in the, the you know, four, four and three, just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you really have that much of a, you know, of a lead, um, like, you know, in the standings and in the playoff hunt, but when you, once you get to five and two, you know, you only need to win just a few more games uh, to get yourself in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, um, just kind of how the week shakes out. But that's kind of like my take on it. You know, for the five of us that are in that spot, I'm sorry, Josiah, you you wouldn't know about that, and you might <laughs> no, and you might, and you probably won't gonna know about it after this week either. It's okay. I'll still take second place somehow. He's and good at getting second place. It, if it's it's possible for you. Just hey, like I'll do it. if each matchup is a first and second place matchup, Joe's getting second place this week. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but... <laughs> all right, dang. Well, all right, guys. Um, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, kind of listen to our picks and uh, kind of our thoughts on the waiver wire. Um, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun week this week. Uh, and just kind of see that uh, with everyone's uh, miserable buy players that they're missing. But uh, always, you know, it's fancy. This is why we do it. You know, this is where we get paid the big bucks to come in and win. So, uh, but uh, yeah, hope you guys are all winners this week uh, besides Cheeseman. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. ending. Yeah. But you guys have it. You guys have a good one. Um, yeah. Good chatting with you guys. And we'll see you next week. Hey, don't yeah. forget to uh, hit the Instagram, like, follow us. And also, if you want to yep. hear a hear us do a Tuesday morning podcast to tell you maybe who you should go attack on waivers, let us know. DM us on Instagram. Don't forget to uh, support the cast podcast. Jonathan, he needs to eat. So at Austin D Dingman for Venmo or cash app. Um, Yeah. Hashtag feed Jonathan.
Hashtag yes. speed Jonathan. And you know what else about Jonathan that we need to bring Oh, yeah, up? what else, Braxton? Dean? No, it's Braxton. Let us know. Never trust a trade from Jonathan. That's yes, right. there right. it is. Devin, watch out. He's coming for you. <laughs> He's coming for Sanders, bro. <laughs> I, dude, I can see the, I can see that grass wiggling, dude. He's that. He's a low snake <laughs> in the high grass. You, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, you guys have a good one. We're gonna sign off. Later. See you guys. Bye. Deuces.